Before we get started, I want to share some really exciting news with you. Registration is open right now for our next set of group coaching sessions. These sessions begin in January, and of all the things that I offer to this audience, they are the most powerful thing I have. So if there's anything you want to invest your time and money in right now for you, I highly recommend the group sessions. You can find them at www.covertnarcissism.com. These sessions, we focus on you taking back control of your own internal world, your mental and emotional health. We don't focus on whether you leave or stay because you know what? Either way, you need to be a healthier person. You need to be a more peaceful person. So this is about you taking charge of that part of your life and of who you are, putting the remote control to your happiness back in your pocket. So I really, truly hope you can join us. These are six week long sessions. We meet two hours every week on Zoom. They're small groups, only 10 people. So grab your spot now. Don't let this one get by. Again, it's www.covertnarcissism.com. Welcome to the Covert Narcissism Podcast. I'm your host, Renee Swanson. Someone recently commented on my TikTok videos saying that they've been confident that they're married to a covert narcissist, but now, now they're struggling bad, wondering if they are the narcissist. This is so common. It's crazy. And I totally understand this. I get it. And I want you to know you're not alone. There's so many people that are saying these same words. And I want to help you understand why this happens and to describe the different types of narcissistic behavior. You know, not all narcissism is wicked and evil. There are elements of narcissism that actually serve a productive and healthy purpose in life. There are narcissistic traits that help people to go through developmental phases in life, such as the transition from childhood to adulthood. Those teenage years people describe all the time as, uh, as being narcissistic. Yes, they are narcissistic, but it's a healthy version, a healthy form of narcissism. And we're going to talk about that today. But it also comes out in the transition from being a victim of emotional abuse to taking charge of who you are, to standing up for you, making the life that you want to live. Standing up for yourself can feel incredibly narcissistic. And that toxic and manipulative person in your life, they're so quick to point that out to you. But don't be fooled. Educate yourself. Take deep, honest, self-reflective looks at your own thoughts, feelings, and actions. Today, I am discussing the different types of narcissism, how it is showing up in our world, and hopefully it will help you to understand some of why you are feeling the way you feel. I'm Renee Swanson, your host of the Covert Narcissism Podcast. And I'm so excited to tell you right now that we have hit over a hundred episodes as a podcast. I'm so excited about this. And I just want to thank all of you for your support, for sharing this podcast with those that need it, for being faithful and being here as an audience and for all the interaction on Facebook and TikTok. You guys are amazing. I love the interaction. Keep it coming. I do want to let you know next week, I am taking some of the self-care that I talk about all the time in these podcasts. I'm really excited about it, actually, but I'm not going to leave you hanging. I'm going to play for you one of my most popular podcast episodes, and I think you're going to absolutely love it. It's way back from the very beginning of all of this, but it has gotten so much traction. Covert narcissism and hypersensitivity. Go ahead and get it on your radar because it's a good one. Now let's get back into this episode. 
So narcissism comes in different styles, in different ways. And we've talked, I've talked a lot about that on this podcast, but I really want one episode that breaks it down really well. And I'm going to start by explaining what adaptive narcissism is as opposed to maladaptive narcissism. And these are not words that are actually flying around a lot out there, but they really need to be. Adaptive narcissism, these are the aspects of narcissism that can actually be helpful to one's growth, to the journey of life, to the journey of healing, to gaining independence. These are things such as high self-confidence, self-reliance, the ability to celebrate yourself. Boy, that's hard. That's hard for a lot of people, especially people that tend towards codependency. Can you celebrate yourself? Can you push towards self-care and self-improvement? The, the healthy side of narcissism, the adaptive narcissism, it pushes you to take care of you because you value you. You want to be the best you can be because of that value. You see your own worth. You see it. You see what you offer to this world. That's healthy and that's good. People who have adaptive narcissism, they tend to be the natural leaders in life. They're pulled toward careers that offer authority and prestige, but they do it with so much humility. They do it with so much compassion and care. The adaptive narcissism, it pushes you towards being self-sufficient. This shows up in the toddler years, okay? You've ever heard of the terrible twos? Yeah, that's narcissism. But it's a developmental phase of healthy narcissism. The teenage years, I've already mentioned that. Again, it's a push to become self-sufficient. And I'm going to tell you right now, self-sufficiency is not something that the narcissist in your life wants you to be. Another way that the adaptive uh, narcissism shows up is in that transition out of an abusive relationship into more self-reliance. This adaptive narcissism is what victims experience in their push towards self-care and, and even in push towards the right to matter. And it's what brings you to asking the question, am I the narcissist in this relationship? When we have a high sense of self-importance, that it gives us that necessity for the self-care. It's, it's a focus on, you know, some of the narcissistic traits that show up is a focus on, on wanting success, wanting uh, to, you know, to take care of you, wanting to be, uh, to matter in your world, wanting the people around you to see value in you, all of this. There's nothing wrong with it. But when it goes too far, it becomes maladaptive narcissism. So let's talk about what that is. Maladaptive narcissism is unproductive narcissism. The one I've just been describing, the adaptive narcissism, that's productive. But maladaptive, no. It gets in the way. It, it disconnects you from the people around you, and it negatively impacts how you relate to them. It actually even negatively impacts how you relate to yourself. Maladaptive narcissism is for the purpose of making others around you small so that you can be big. Adaptive narcissism, that's not about the size of other people around you. It's just a focus on you being able to be you. You don't get healthier by making others less healthy. You work on getting healthier, and in fact, it often, with adaptive narcissism, it helps those around you to get healthier too. But with maladaptive narcissism, they use entitlement, aggression, superiority, self-importance for the purpose of controlling other people. They take advantage of others. They have angry reactions to the boundaries of others. According to the Mayo Clinic, 
Narcissistic personality disorder is a mental health condition in which people have an unreasonably high sense of their own importance. They need and seek too much attention and want people to admire them excessively. People with this disorder may lack the ability to understand or care about the feelings of others. This is the Mayo Clinic's description of narcissism. They are not talking about the adaptive narcissism where you are trying to just matter as well with everyone else in your world. Now let's talk about forms of maladaptive narcissism. These are the words you hear more often. Overt narcissism, covert narcissism, closet narcissist. Have you heard that one? Vulnerable narcissist, passive aggressive narcissist. Okay, I'm going to focus on five today. Overt, covert communal, antagonistic, and malignant. The various types of narcissism, I do want you to know, they are not exclusive from each other. An individual may be dominantly one type, like they may be dominantly overt, but they go through periods of covert narcissism and vice versa. And this can lead to a lot of confusion, but they might have a few traits from one form and a few of another, and it's okay. At the end of the day, what type of narcissism you're dealing with is not the question. It doesn't really matter. So why do we explore these types? Because knowing these differences can help you to make sense out of your own situation. It isn't for the purpose of diagnosing. I, that has never been my mission in life. It's rather for the purpose of understanding. When, when I read through all the stories in the Facebook group and on you know TikTok from so many who've been affected by covert narcissism, it's like we've all been married to the same person. Have you felt that way when you're reading these stories? It's like we all just married the same person. Just take me out of my life and put me into yours and put you into my life. We're all living the same. It's like they all were cut from the same cookie cutter. Now, there's going to be differences, sure, like different color icing or different sprinkles on the top, but the cookie's the same. Today, we're going to explore some of those differences. Overt narcissism, otherwise known as grandiose narcissism. These are people that are more extroverted. They're the life of the party. They believe they are great and wonderful, and the world reflects this back to them. They are typically very charming. They're very well-liked by other people. They feel extremely good about themselves. In fact, they usually hold a very high sense of self-esteem. They over-exaggerate their value. They overestimate their capabilities and their intelligence. You know, they're just, they're outgoing with this exaggerated sense of self. Very arrogant, needing to be praised and admired all the time. Entitled, overbearing, overwhelming. These are words that I would use to describe an overt narcissist. They often leave you feeling just completely exhausted just by being with them. Even if you weren't the target of some abuse, it's just exhausting to keep up to that level of, of just, of life. They're just, they're bigger than life. A covert narcissist, on the other hand, also known as a vulnerable narcissist or a closet narcissist. I've even heard the phrase passive aggressive narcissist. And it's very fitting actually, because they are extremely passive aggressive. They are not the life of the party. Rather, they are the victim of the world. Their tools are blaming, shaming, guilting, manipulating, triangulating, using your good qualities against you. And we've talked about that in some of the podcasts on codependency. They have a low sense of self-worth, causing them to crave praise and attention in order to feel better about themselves. They feel entitled to this praise, and, and then they play the victim when they don't receive as much as they believe they should, which, you know, it's never enough. The victim role-playing, that's a huge issue with a covert narcissist. 
They believe that they deserve this excessive praise, but they won't actually take any steps to earn it. They won't do anything, but they feel like they just are owed all this admiration. And the lack of recognition, when they don't get the recognition they think they deserve, it causes this emotional outburst in them. You'll get the rage, or you'll get the shame, or you get, uh, you know, they just become this mopey victim. And then those outbursts, they lead them to more internal feelings of shame, circling right back around to their need for excessive praise in order to feel better about themselves, and you are trapped in a loop. Like the, the overt narcissist, they do believe that they are great and wonderful. However, the world does not reflect this back to them, so they are hurt all the time. They feel underappreciated. They feel they've never been treated fairly by anyone. In fact, they've been treated unfairly by everyone. So it's an extreme amount of hypersensitivity. Covert narcissists have a powerful tendency to experience negative emotions. This is, you know, if you need a, a word for that, it's actually called neuroticism, high levels of neuroticism. It's a high disposition to feel negative emotions. This goes along with that hypersensitivity. It's why they seem to be hurt all the time. These expressions of low self-esteem, low self-confidence, and insecurity also causes them to have massive amounts of avoidance. These are the ones who won't choose a restaurant. They'll never choose. They won't offer opinions on activities. They are risk avoidant. If they pick the restaurant and the restaurant in the evening ends up being a negative evening, then it's their fault. But if they make you pick the restaurant, then when anything goes wrong, and everything always does, there's always something that has hurt them, it's your fault. So blaming others is huge with a covert narcissist. Now let's look at these other subsets real quick. A communal narcissist, it's a subset of the covert narcissism. They see themselves as altruistic. They, they see themselves as generous and compassionate, wonderful assets to society, so empathetic. They stand up for injustice, you know, looking like this amazing person, standing up for people who are hurt or beaten down, and, and they do it to look wonderful. All the while, though, they fail to see their own behavior that is crushing their family. They make this show of being morally sound, wanting what is best for the world because they're such a, an amazing uh, person. And they value that social power. They value that self-importance. And in fact, they can become easily morally outraged, you know, standing up for these times when they see somebody be treating, being treated unfairly. They hold strong moral values and beliefs, verbally. But their actions do not line up with their words. They preach the value of love and sacrifice, but they treat you with contempt. And they consistently place their needs and their desires above your own. They do not realize that the way they treat others does not line up with the beliefs that they are verbally showing to the world or, or you know, physically even showing to the world, all their altruistic behavior. They see themselves, again, as the highly generous, caring, and compassionate person while they are you know, stingy with their money or stingy with their love or stingy with just human decency. They see themselves as the best rule followers. I live by all the rules in order to be a good person. How about you? And it's a very judgmental attitude. I'm supposed to do all of these things to show how wonderful they are, so I do them to the extreme. That's kind of how they function. Expecting you to be thrilled and giving them the wonderful praise and attention because of all the wonderful ways that they are you know, living their life. But it leads to a lot of confusion.
They did, these displays of, of great moral, um, moral behavior followed by the way they're treating you, it's so hypocritical. Another form of narcissism is antagonistic narcissism. It's a subset more of the overt narcissist, focused on rivalry and competition. They have this um, strong desire to take advantage of other people. They have to compete. Everything is a competition. I must win and you must lose. There is no win-win with them. Everything is a competition. And so there's an incredibly low level of trust because they think you are out there to win. They are out there to win. And so it's a competition. They see everyone as a rival, including those closest to them. In fact, especially those closest to them. Always trying to get the upper hand. Always trying to come out on top. The last category is a malignant narcissist. This is a subset of the overt narcissist. They are incredibly vindictive, getting, almost seem to be getting enjoyment from the pain of others. These are the ones that will just, you know, right out there in public, they will just call you horrible things, horrible names, putting you down and almost seem to enjoy watching you squirm, watching you try to make peace with them. These are the ones that tend towards aggression. When they're acting, you know, interacting with other people, they have a, they have a, an incredibly high, um, anxiety level. And, and it's so much harder for them to reduce their anxiety, hard for them to function in their day-to-day -day life, becoming paranoid and, and obsessive about perceived threats. All of this falls under the category of a malignant narcissist. Now, again, at the end of the day, it does not matter what type of narcissist you are dealing with. All of them are destructive. But having more knowledge can help you to gain clarity in a world where you feel crazy, in a world that just doesn't make sense. So when you are being accused of being a narcissist, especially by this one in your life that you believe is, do some serious self-reflecting. Be honest with yourself. Don't judge yourself. You've had enough judgment. Be honest with yourself as much as you can and reach out to others who understand covert narcissism. Find the Facebook support groups. They're out there. I've got three of them. I've got one, a covert narcissism group. I've got one called divorcing a covert narcissist. And I've got one called parenting with a toxic partner. Find these people out there who understand narcissism and listen to them. Share your stories with them. I've got group coaching sessions available. You've been hearing about it. Get on these group coaching sessions. They're starting in the middle of January and they're almost full. So jump in and grab your spot. I also have individual sessions. You know, it doesn't have to be with me, but get with a life coach who has lived it. If you're going to work with a coach or with a therapist, you need somebody who has lived this, somebody who understands it. It's the only way you can make sense out of this. I hope it helps to have a better understanding now of all the different ways that narcissism plays out. And I'm sure this is not an exclusive list. There are more, uh, there are more ways out there that, that narcissism shows up. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing. You have been listening to the Covert Narcissism Podcast with your host, Renee Swanson. Be sure to check out our website at www.covertnarcissism.com. There you will find many resources just for you to help you on this journey. You can also reach out to me by email at Renee, R-E-N-E-E, -E, at cnglifecoaching.com. Those letters are C-N-G as in Covert Narcissism Group. I do look forward to hearing from you. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing.